This is the Virgin Radio Pridecast. I'm Steve Dannier. This is my Pride playlist on Virgin Radio Pride with such a special guest tonight. I am joined by Jake Shears. Jake, I've been practising your introduction. See what you think of this. Singer, songwriter, all-round global trendsetter and close friend of Kylie. (laughs) How did I do? I think, you know, I hope they're all true. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, I could have gone on. That's a heavily edited version. Uh, Jake Shears, thank you so much for joining us. I could see you. You Is that like a blue fringe you've got going on? Oh, I've got, yeah. I've been wearing blue blue hair since um, January, and it's it's a lot of upkeep. I got to do it every three weeks, and it's definitely past the three-week point at the moment so i i uh yeah it's time to get time to get my hair done again you know i don't know uh yeah i don't know if the if the if the boys like it as much as i do but um you know you just gotta be you gotta be you it's, it's a yes from me just just in case that even matters it's a yes from me okay that's good thank you i wondered if we could start just before you've you've picked eight cracking songs but i wondered if i could start with a song that reminds me the first time i ever learned of the scissor sisters and i was djing at pride in manchester in the uk and this record had just come on and i stuck it in a central Man- manchester central nightclub manchester and it went off the nightclub just like exploded comfortably numb such a great tune awesome yeah i uh i haven't heard it in a long time but but uh that was the first thing that was the first scissors thing that that ever kind of broke through is that true in the uk was that the first record that really exploded it was the one that just sort of came like from the underground a bit you know djs just started playing it and you know yeah it just started like kind of creeping up from um it's sort of what got us first noticed i think kind of on the party circuit and whenever you play, I'm sure even now, you get like a, an explosion just with the introduction, just with that opening kind of 20 seconds. It's incredible, <laughs> yeah. the excitement that this record ensues, you know? It's a lot of fun to play live. Uh, let's get stuck into your first tune tonight then. Uh, this is The Underground. Why Why this? Uh, these these songs just kind of like are, uh, some of them are new. Some of them are songs from my uh, sort of growing up gay. And um, Salida, I, I'll never forget, I was... I was, must have been 20 years old and I was backpacking through Europe and I was at this like big gay white party in Amsterdam and it must have been about three in the morning and this song came on and it just made me stop and be like, oh my God, what is this? And it's just always been one of my favorites and you can, if you listen to it uh, in regards to Scissor Sisters, Let's Have a Kiki, I mean, Kiki is definitely a, uh, this song is a massive influence uh, on that song. And, you know, it never gets old. I always put this in my DJ sets. I still listen to it. And it's uh, it's a good one for this time of year, I think. And you were telling me a moment ago, just before we started, that you're opening your own club this very weekend, aren't you? Is this in New York City? Yes, Q Club in New York City. Um, we are opening uh, tomorrow. Wow. Um, super, yeah, super excited. I can't believe it's going to be the biggest gay club uh, in Manhattan. So it's it's super exciting. Yeah, it's, I can't believe I never thought that I would be part of, you know, a nightclub. But it's fun to sort of put energy back into the world that sort of shaped me. You yeah. know, it's I don't need I don't know if I would be the person that I am without um, New York nightlife. So hopefully it'll be a space to influence and inspire others. This might be a silly question. Are you playing in your own club? Are you on on the set list? Oh, I'm not going to be playing this weekend, but I'm definitely going to be throwing some of my own parties. And, uh, you know, I just got a new pair of Pioneer CDJ 3000s. So I I can't wait to get home and get them just 
you know, just dirty with my hands. Lovely. Okay. And uh, yeah, so I'll be DJing a bunch. Um, you were telling me a moment ago that you're just about to open your very own gay nightclub in New York City. And I know you DJ around clubs. You got, you know, you do some special sets and stuff. Is that the kind of thing that you would chuck into your own DJ set list? Yes. If I was DJing, this would definitely be. Uh, this is this is a staple track for me. Absolutely. And if you go and see Jake Shears DJ, what kind of just describe what kind of music you serve up? I go pretty deep. Um, I like to DJ really late. Uh, I can get very dark. Uh, I like super dark techno. <laughs> I like really <laughs> deep stuff. And so I, I like I like stuff that gets a little bit scary. Um, you wouldn't know it just from wow. the stuff that I make, but um, so we talking I, like proper kind of pots and pans type, you know, type music, drilling and yeah, not necessarily pots and pans, but but just but but deep low uh, stuff that's got that's that's definitely like very heady. I like playing heady stuff, great stuff. But yeah, I love DJing. Now the next tune we've got, the unknown song. That's see the next song on your list. Tell me why this is so important yeah. on your prior playlist. I just discovered this song this last year and Joe Goddard made it with Caden Thorpe, uh, I think is his name, doing the vocal. And it really throws back to like a song like Small Town Boy by Bronski Beat. And uh, Hayden's vocal is so androgynous and it's it's a kind of vocal that I love. It's a kind of vocal that I like to do myself. And the chorus is all about unspoken love. And, and it's just a very, I just love this song. It's been one of my favorite songs from this last year. Um, I don't know if it came out actually this last year, but in you know I discovered it this last year, and uh, yeah, this is definitely to me it's got a very queer feeling about it that um, I think is really appropriate for this moment. Um, you were just saying to me a moment ago, it's got a kind of um, it's got a kind of like Bronxy beat, small town boy vibe, and that was a in this country, lots of people equate that tune with coming out and that whole experience of just dealing with who you are. How was your experience? Because you grew up in Arizona, didn't you? Uh, between Arizona, I, I was born in Arizona, and then and then went up to a very tiny island uh, in the northwest with my parents that uh, had about three thousand people on it. It was pretty isolated, um, so I guess I was kind of a small town boy myself and it was really small <laughs> oh, did that mean it was difficult indeed a difficult experience coming to terms with your sexuality and indeed coming out to those it wa was but you know some i don't you know it was like 1993 when i came out so i mean it's it, it was a long time ago and it was a, definitely a harder moment i think than it is now but i couldn't help myself like i wanted to get on with it and i was i think music really helped me i was so into music and um you know wanted to just be out in the world and wanted to be who i was and i couldn't contain it you know i i, I would have a very hard time just you know keeping it hidden so i guess that's why it happened really early for me you know i came out when i was 15 and my parents i was 16 when i came out to them so by the time I was in my early 20s and stuff, I had sort of, you know, I was lucky enough to kind of have, have gone through what I needed to go through. And, and, and I was just very sort of level-headed about it and could sort of get on with my life. And that's how, you know, that's how Scissor Sisters came. You know, I, I, it was just, I was, I was fully, I was very formed as a gay man when I started uh, doing Scissor Sisters. So um, there was no question whether whether we were going to be out or not. I mean, it's just it was it was a given.
Was there anything kind of difficult about your coming out process when you look back? I mean, yeah, there was definitely difficulties. I mean, you know, I, I was, and this is the same for a lot of people, but just very bullied at school. And, and you know, it was scary because it's like, at the time, there was no, there was no, there was no truvada. There was no cocktail for, for AIDS and people were still dying. And it was very, it was really, really scary, um, you know, to be coming out because to a lot of people, you know, uh, gayness and AIDS sort of went hand in hand. And, you know, it was, it was a very frightening time for, for gay people. And, um, you know, and, and so there was, there was definitely a, a heaviness to the period. And there were kids that I know that passed away, you know, that were my age. And, um, you know, I'm so, I'm so glad all the progress that has been made now, but it's, uh, you know, I think it's important to look back and, and see how far we've come and and think about all the people that we lost. Yeah. And quite a few people who've done this before you have said the early 90s were, you know, quite difficult as well as the, the late 80s when when the AIDS thing was at its peak because the 90s was almost a hangover after that, but also it was mm. kind of a dark space, wasn't it? And there weren't many role models around it. Like 92, you probably have like Madonna doing her sex book, the mm-hmm. erotica thing, but there weren't that many people, were there? No, no. And I mean, it just, and, and so many uh, incredibly creative uh, people, some of some of our contemporary artistic geniuses uh, were just gone. Um, so I think there's just a, a, a huge loss in just the art, music, fashion world, you know, in the creative world. Uh, there's just a there's a there's a big sort of empty space uh, where so many amazing people were. Um, but it's, you know, every I, I kind of I, I go back and think about that stuff, you know, and think about that time and, and think about, you know, that loss, every pride. And I think it's really important that uh, that that people do. Yeah, absolutely. Really, really important. Uh, the next tune we've got down on the list is Bright Light, Bright Light. Oh, this song is so good. Um, Bright Light, Bright Light is, uh, is, a, uh, is a buddy of mine. Um, he is in New York and uh, his name's Rod Thomas. Um, and he's just a, he's a brilliant songwriter. He, we, Scissors took him on tour, kind of our last uh our, our last tour in 2013 and he just makes amazing music i've collaborated with him a lot um and i just think he's an, an incredible songwriter and what a voice thinking about so much of your influence um so much of it's come from new york city hasn't it and uh, you know even right at the beginning when i read that you left you lived in a kind of a ropey flat when, when it rained outside it rained inside the flat as well yeah it would just like come coursing down my wall i basically had like a water feature inside i mean just to think about those days and the funny thing was is i thought i i just loved it i thought it was you know i thought it was great uh you know i was just so excited to to be there yeah i mean my first winter in there there was no heat i mean it was it was really messed up um i was just working without a net uh, at the time but i guess you know that's kind of a rite of passage of being in in new york and you know i hope new york has another moment now i mean i think it became so so moneyed and hard to live in for young people especially people that weren't necessarily rich and so i'm really hoping that that there's a a new infusion of 
artistic people being able to to live in the city once again. I think right now might be a, a great moment um, to be there. My Pride playlist. Virgin Radio Pride. Jake Shears is on with me tonight, who I caught up with a few weeks ago, just before New York Pride the other week. And um, I asked him how the city's faring after the pandemic, as it was just about to get kind of reopened, and whether this was a big moment for the city to reset. I think it has. I think it has right now. I think it's happening right now. I don't know how long that's gonna. I don't know. You know I don't know how long that's gonna last. But it's 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 happening as we speak. I must ask you. So you were also a go-go dancer. This is quite fantastic. Yes. So when was this? Was this around the time when you had the rain coming through your walls and? Uh, oh yeah. On the floor? Yeah. Yes. I wanted to go backpacking in Europe, so I uh, my friend suggested that I started to, to you know that I start go-go dancing. So I did. And I was so nervous at first, and then I really grew to love it. And I started having so much fun. I loved the performance aspect of it. I love getting, I would just dance, I would get on bars and dance all night long and just like sweat buckets yeah. and, you know, get those dollar bills. And it was just an absolute blast. And I, it really, again, I don't know if I would have become a singer in a band and, and doing music if I hadn't have done that because I I got bored of go-go dancing kind of where I was like, I got there's gotta be something more I can do than this. <laughs> you know, and then I was like, should I be a singing go-go dancer? Like is that what I <laughs> is that what I should do? And really that morphed into into Scissor Sisters. I always remember, I think I went to a bar called SBMY in New York and there were like showering go-go dolls. Anyway, the, the amount of dollar bills in their pants. I mean, you guys, you could make a killing, couldn't you, in an evening? Oh, yeah. And, you know, if it, no, I would just go into I would go into the broom closet and just like be scooping. You know, it was just so dirty, all that dirty cash. <laughs> um, and, yeah, you know, every once in a while you'd get 100 bucks down your socks. Wow. Which was always great, you know. For a for a for twenty one year old, that was a lot of money at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the next track, uh, which is uh, "Neon Lights" by Annie. Yeah, I just wanted to put this on because uh, it's a um, it's a new song that I feature on with the amazing you know Annie from Norway, who's just uh, a dream. I've always been such a fan. Her last album, Dark Hearts, was so amazing, and then she just asked me a few months ago if I would sing with her on this track. And it's just a real feel-good song. I I love her and her voice so much. And it's just a great little pop song. It's just like meant to make you feel good. And I wanted to put it on here so people hear it. Now, you, you were saying a moment ago, you guessed it on that track. I, I guess, this is a rough guess, that you get loads of offers for collaborations. Uh, sometimes I, yeah, sometimes I do. Sometimes I do. And sometimes it's, you know, something that's right. And sometimes it's not. Um, but yeah, I do. I, I mean, I love collaborating with people. I never make anything alone. I'm always working with people. I love working with people. And to me, it's a lot of, uh, that's the fun part of making music is really the creation of it more than anything. Uh, the creation and the performing of it. But so it's, it's something I'm always looking for is, is great people and fun people to work with. And one of the biggest collaborations, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but the whole Kylie collaborations over mm, the years first mm -hmm. time i ever saw you with kylie was the white diamond song that you did on mm. stage with her in sydney and out of the blue she said jake shears and you, you, i mean incredible moment oh yeah 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 she's i mean she's she's somebody who uh i hope will always be a long time collaborator and there's you never know when there's gonna be something 
you know, coming down the road from the two of us. Are you giving uh, me? A, you're giving me a little hint there, aren't you? I can. I, you never I've seen know. That smile before. Gonna, you, <laughs> never, <laughs> you never know. But uh, uh, no, I love I love her very much. And um, yeah, she's she's of course one of the you know one of the biggest stars I've ever I've ever worked with. And then you know, there's always Elton. I'm working. I'm in the middle of uh, writing a musical with him. I mean, we've we've written a score now. I was just in London for three days. Uh, working on this musical, and I'm so excited about it. I couldn't. the The score is just uh, killer, and I'm so proud to have made this piece with him. It's about a pair of famous televangelists in the '80s in America who built this empire, and and it all came tumbling, crashing down. And uh, the woman, Tammy Faye Baker, uh, is really kind of this this iconic person and so it's it's about her and and that that world and that journey and uh, I'm, I, I couldn't be more excited about it did you ever kind of pinch yourself thinking here I am I've been on stage with Kylie you know the other month I'm at Elton John's parties now I'm collaborating with this artist that artist it all happened it all seemed to happen within a decade kind of I mean it definitely you know it it definitely it it, it it took a long time to get there but I mean I think in the in the grand scheme of things yeah it happened pretty quickly and um, you know, it's, I, I always really tried to, you know, I, I try to savor every minute in my life and really, really take in, uh, all the incredible things that I've gotten to do and that I get to do. And, um, I really do try to, to be present and, you know, fill my memory banks with, uh, you know, with all the, the awesome stuff I get to do. So I'm very thankful for, I, you know, life keeps it keeps on giving. Amazing. You know, I have Amazing. A, I have a really good time. Can I take you back to uh, the era of the start of the Scissor Sisters? I read that it was almost a um, kind of, it, it was like a performance art stunt at the beginning, and you were just kind of testing the waters to see what this kind of project, <laughs> is that true? Is that true to say? Take me back to where well, it all started. We, our first performance was, I mean, it was just me and Baby Daddy, and we were just, we were just messing around with, with just dumb songs we were just being really silly and the towers fell the twin towers went down and you know new york was just it was you know you've never seen such a it was just a horrible horrible time and uh baby daddy and i just were sitting there one day and i was like why don't we take one of these like dumb songs that we've done and go out and perform it somewhere you know, at a, at a party or something. Yeah. Uh, just to kind of cheer people up. Mm-hmm. And so our, our, our first performance, the first physicist's performance was September 21st, 2001. It was 10 days after the tower the towers fell. Um, so, you know, the, the, this, the city was, was, I mean, talk about a, you know, a, a reset. The city had to really kind of put itself back together in in such a way. And, and people needed, people needed to laugh and to have fun. And so we, we really kind of made it our mission to uh, just put on these funny little shows, you know, and that's how it started. And then we accidentally started writing some, some good songs, you know. And what kind of places were you playing to begin with? I mean, I went to New York shortly after 9-11. It was a heartbroken mm-hmm. city, wasn't it? And I went to mm-hmm. some, some, some gay venues and like, you know, quite visibly lots of people were on drugs and it not doing mm-hmm. well and it really affected, mm-hmm. you know, our community as well. So were, you, mm-hmm. were you playing in the LGBT, you know, places, clubs? 
Bob. Oh yeah, that's all. That's all that would happen. <laughs> I mean, like completely. I mean, I lived right above the cock. I don't know if I can say that word on on the radio, but uh, that was just that was just the name of the bar on Twelfth and A. And you know, I would get in if I felt like it. I would come in, you know, late at night. I'd have our CD with me, even if it was just me. Scott would be there. I'd throw the CD at Mistress Four Micah, who'd be DJing, and I'd get up on the bar with a microphone and do a couple numbers. Um, so yeah, we were playing at all, you know, the, the slipper room and, um, you know, I was performing at spa and, you know, Lux in, in Brooklyn. So it was all, it was all very queer parties that, that we started out at. Is there a tune we can play actually right now that sums up that whole time? Doesn't necessarily have to be one of yours, but 9-11, you know, 2001, you starting to do these gigs. Can you remember around that time and a real kind of, you know, a great song that we could slip in? Fisher Fisher Spooner Emerge. I mean, that is massive, massive. And it really kind of sums up the sound of that moment. And uh, Fisher Spooner was kind of the first wave of like electro artists. It was like Peaches, Fisher Spooner, Chicks on Speed Brilliant. Uh, that sort of came before Scissors. And I mean, that Fisher Spooner is what I was trying to emulate at the time. You know, it was just sort of that was my sort of inspiration and influence. So I would say that that song really sums up that moment for me. The Scissor Sisters, just to take you back to 2001, then literally like a couple of weeks after 9-11, you started doing gigs as the Scissor Sisters. Am I right in thinking, though, eventually you actually did it, you actually kind of broke through first here in the UK and Ireland? Yes, yes. We, um, you know, we got signed to Polydor originally. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we were just, they they put us in the UK, like old school. They they got us an apartment. They put the whole, we have the band lived together. And, uh, you know, we just worked the UK (laughs) and, you know, like nonstop, we just, toured and toured and toured um until people started paying attention to us i remember we toured was opening up for zoot woman you know just like literally playing basements of of bars and stuff you know they were just small but but super fun uh you know a blast to go and play in nottingham you know at some little party that's that's being thrown on a weeknight uh you know i remember playing in the, the, the glasgow uh school of art for one of their just like college parties so they were they were fun they were raw they were raw i mean they weren't as you know there was no production there was no it was just us uh and i love those shows i i i love playing small small venues i love playing little clubs and how how long was it doing those gigs until you had that big kind of breakthrough moment it was it was basically that you know i it was it was that kind of thing until glastonbury i mean it wasn't glastonbury we broke at glastonbury our you know, we played the daytime on the pyramid stage and we played uh, the dance tent that night. Mm-hmm. And um, the record went number one in the UK the following week and stayed there for quite a while. It was such a um, whirlwind, wasn't it? It was. I mean, I think, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if we had been the hardest working band in show business that year. I mean, we 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 worked ourselves to the bone and, you know, probably too, too hard. We just, um, I, I remember really struggling with exhaustion and you know it's your first time doing this you don't know how to do it you don't nobody around you knows necessarily how to take care of you other than you so it uh, the schedule was was grueling and i loved being on stage and i loved doing it and i would you know my memories are so great but but dang it was uh it was definitely hard on us and it was really it was a it was a tough moment but but worth it i mean that's sometimes what you got to do 
Yeah, and and you did it, and you did it. It's a 2004, you know, I, I spoke earlier about Comfortably Numb. This next uh, record, Shapeshifter's Lola's Theme, was a huge anthem over the summer of... Uh, there was kind of Stonebridge, and there was that song by Shapeshifters, and obviously Comfortably Numb was around as well. It was a great... I mean, I was, you know, clubbing and DJing in Manchester and stuff. What do you remember around this record? I just remember how much I like it just blew my mind how much I loved it and still love it. It never gets old. I think it's one of the best records ever made um, and is to me is just like this is always a staple to uh, in in playing party sets. And um, it's just it's such a fun song. And definitely, you know, there's there's some stuff. It definitely influenced me and some stuff I've been working on lately. Really? So what, in a way that you, have you sampled bits or do you still, how do you mean? No, just, you know, sometimes you, in things that you love, you really like, I, I, I examine song structures and you really like, sometimes I'll pick apart what is being done, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and when I'm creating stuff, you know, you, you, I do look at other things and be like, what is it about this that I, that I love? Like what, what is prickling my ears? Um, you know, what's giving me goosebumps? And uh, this is one that's definitely been, I've been listening to a lot lately. This is the Virgin Radio Pridecast. Steve Denyer on my Pride playlist on Virgin Radio Pride. And if you thought that tune by the Shapeshifters was a banger, wait till you hear Jake's next tune. I mean, I, I'm looking forward to playing this. Tori Amos and Professional Widow wow <laughs> yeah yeah maybe the best remix it's got to be of all time it? i would love to <laughs> yeah, hear this I mean, loud you know after the pandemic and the lockdown <laughs> and stuff this would sound incredible again in a club wouldn't it yeah and just and just timeless i think that it's just an example of and and same thing with 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 lola's theme i mean these these are two songs that uh that just ne- they never get old and that they are timeless and um there's just something very very special about them um you know neither of them are particularly like gay gay but they they make me they 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 make me feel the kind of freedom that i like to feel on a dance floor and of course Armand van helden he had a he had a particular sound didn't he back in like 98 oh my god do you remember like like flowers and you don't even know me yeah. I mean, those singles were just they were they were state yeah they were they were staples i remember when i moved to new york in 99 i mean like flowers was just like that was the jam from the whole summer wasn't it he just ruled yes it. yeah he was very cool i finally got to see him dj in greece i think uh right you know a couple years after that it was it was he was a very cool character my pride playlist virgin radio pride i'm steve danier joined by jake shears on my pride playlist i spoke to him just before new york pride and new york was about to kind of open up after the pandemic, after the lockdown. And I asked him, what makes Pride special to him now? I'm looking forward to the, the camaraderie and just the, and just re- the reconnection with everyone. I'm, I mean, I think it's just going to be so, so exciting and just such a breath of, of fresh air. <laughs> uh, yeah, Pride's always changed for me. You know, when I, was, when, I was, when I was 19 years old, like it, I hated it. Really? I hated it. I fe- yeah, I really felt like, outside of it um you know I, i've i've gone through moments in my life where i've i been very cranky about it you know when i when i was when i was 19 i i, I was a very mature 19 year old but i still felt like 
I felt like being gay was like in the bars. It's like I was just stuck outside. I couldn't really party. I couldn't go dancing. I just felt sort of removed from everything. So, you know, like pride celebrations were kind of torture for me in a way, just mm. because I, I felt like I couldn't, you know, in America, it's 21 to drink and, you, you know, it was just it was harder to get into clubs and stuff. So I was just sort of resentful, I think, of of being out and young and as sort of emotionally mature as I was, I felt like I wanted to be in there with everybody else and I wasn't able to yet. So that was a hard thing for me. And also that was, that was around the time where, you know, pride started, like started getting, you know, corporate. And of course that's a big discussion that we have now is how, you know, that affects, affects pride these days. And, and, you know, but I think this pride itself is going to be very, it's going to be really special. And I'm, I'm, I'm so excited to experience it with my friends and so excited to celebrate it with this, with this club. I'm just going to hang out in my club all weekend. It sounds incredible. It sounds like a weekend. I'd quite <laughs> like to be your friend this weekend in New York City. Um, you must have been to prides all around the world. Have you got a favorite one? My best pride was three years ago, four years ago. I was in New Orleans uh, and I basically, I'd gone through so much. I'd gone through a big breakup. And I made my whole my first solo album and I did this little tour through the South, landed in New Orleans and had about 80 of my best friends fly in from all points in my life. And I was the grand marshal for the gay pride parade that day. <laughs> so all me, we got I got a float. All my friends were with me. Uh, everyone just had the best time that the parade ended. I went in and did a concert at one eyed jacks for everybody played all my new music for the first time for everybody and uh i felt like it was like i was i felt like i was having a wedding for myself or something it was just it was just so much fun to be and you know pride in new orleans is just it's a tiny it's a tiny little thing you know it's not it's not a super big deal but i think that was just my that was my favorite pride excellent excellent do you you know you were just touching on the the new stuff the new music do, do you much prefer performing that as opposed to the old school scissors sisters stuff now what's your favorite it all goes together for me. I mean, it's all, they're all my songs. You know, to me, there's not really much difference. I know it's funny. People are like, oh, when do we get new Scissor Sisters music and all this stuff? And I'm like, I'm, I'm making it for you. That's what I do. Oh, you are? Okay, <laughs> you I was going to ask you. you yeah. Are, so, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I just, I feel like the stuff that comes out under, you know, I've, what, whatever I put out under my solo name is what would be coming out of Scissor Sisters if we were making records. So I don't know. I feel like I'm just sort of carrying the torch with my, solo stuff and it totally goes with you know everything i've done before so i feel like it all flows pretty well especially this next record i'm making um is just you know it's it's a party through and through excellent okay let's talk about the next artist gus gus our world this next track Mm. what have you got for Mm. me i mean gus gus is just one of my favorite 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 acts of all time out of iceland um you know uh, they've been around since the mid 90s um, you know, a lot of younger people don't necessarily know them. I think they just get better and better with age. This is off of their new album. And they've they've kind of been like a, a constant collective uh, with different singers coming through and really just a, uh, you know, I, they'll have like awesome kind of queer love songs with duets with two men singing. And yeah, uh, this particular one is 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 probably my favorite single off of the new record that just came out. Put out a record a few weeks ago called Mobile Home. But yeah, no, I've, I've, I've really like just, I, I love this one so much. They, they did that tune, David, didn't they, years ago? Back oh in the yeah, days, David is a, 
It's like corker. Oh, it's a corker. It's amazing. And you know, when I finish this interview, I'm going to listen back to it. I haven't heard it in so long. It's such a great tune. Go back and listen to that whole catalog. I mean, they really, once they, they put out a record in, in like 2013 called 24 seven, that really just injected this new life into them. And they followed that with an album called Arabian horse. That's, that's just such a classic. They, they, they really have been making top tour music this whole time. So I highly recommend uh, checking out their catalog. Jake Shears has been my special guest tonight. It's been wonderful to be joined with you. You've had so many, um, great experiences in your life to cherry pick one of them must be really difficult but if i may i'm going to home in to the moment when Cher hunted you down via twitter tell me about that well i was just having a bad day i was having a really bad day and i think i'd kind of gotten stood up from a date or something and like uh i was just looking at twitter and like just swiping through and i follow thousands of people you know I, i'm not on twitter anymore but uh but at the time, you know, and she writes all of her tweets in capital letters. And you sort of just stop when you see that to see what Cher's got to say. And she just wrote on her on her Twitter, she wrote, Jake, I've been looking for your number and I can't find it anywhere. Please call me. Wow. And <laughs> and she didn't put an at in front of my name or anything. She just wrote the word, the, my name, Jake. That's it. And so I I just kind of put that up on Twitter and asked Twitter, I was like, do you think she's talking to me? <laughs> is this real? <laughs> yeah, is this like what? And um, by the next day, I was uh, I was at her house in Malibu, um, laying vocals down on uh, "Take It Like a Command." Incredible. What was she like? Did you you met her? Yeah, I've met her a bunch. I met her, but I first met her. She came to a, a small Sister Sisters concert uh, when we were during Tada, and she's just no nonsense and just like a really. I've had some amazing. I've had some amazing moments with her that I'll never forget. Were you nervous the first time she rocked up at that gig because it's Cher? Oh my god! I mean, just yeah. I remember I was I was outside the dressing room and she was she was she was uh, <laughs> standing there and she was like I remember her looking at me like I was talking to her and she looked at me and she was like, "What the f- do I have to do to get a diet coke and be invited in here? Come on, <laughs> um, nothing." So, you know, so she's just got a, you know, there's a sense of humor there. And I, I um, just, so there's some, there's some funny little memories. Um, just before we get your last bit, which is actually your tune, which is very exciting. Uh, just tell us, is it good to be back? Cause you've had a bit of a break, haven't you? So excited to put something new out. Once, once COVID hit, I just liked it. I don't know. I was just kind of uh, went in inside and just kept, you know, was just making music the whole time. But this uh, is a song I love so much. It was started about 12 years ago with the scissors and it never really had a chorus. It was just a sketch. And I always wanted to pull it out. I had it in my back pocket waiting for the right time. And, um, you know, this is, this is part of my, part of the new stuff that I've been working on. And I, I just love this song. I'm so proud of it. And the response has been, the response has been stellar. I'm really happy how much people like it. And, uh, yeah, it's got a creepy vibe to it a little bit. I mean, but it's it's sort of also joyful and anthemic and sort of it starts out a little Bowie and ends up a little Lionel Richie. I mean, it's it really kind of it's got runs the whole scope, this, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And it it um I'm I'm just really excited to uh be making some proper party music again. Do you have a whole load of tunes like that, kind of songs from back in the day that you started and you've put on the back burner and you think, well, one day I might revisit that. I'm finding the right time. You must have a whole kind of back catalogue of songs well, that you're ready to unleash on us. I, well, I'm always writing. So, 
you know, I'll I'll be, you know, I've started, you know, I've I've mainly I've wrote, written most of my new album now, but you know, I was just in Iceland for a few weeks writing um, for for something down the road. I don't know what, but there's always, I think you've always got to have stuff in your pockets that that may not be right for right now, yeah. but uh, you never know what you're working on, and then you're like, oh my god, this song is not right for five years ago, but uh, we should pull this out and work on it and see how it fits in with the stuff we're doing now. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't like throwing good stuff away. Yeah. Um, and that, and this is one, you know, there's a couple I've been working on that I've really had in my back pocket waiting for the right moment. And now is that time. So we've got the new song, we've got a new album. Tell me about that. What's the plan with the new album? Oh, I can't talk about it too much. Oh, I other tried, than, I tried. Uh, other than, <laughs> other than it's, it's, I'm really, really excited about it. And, um, yeah, I'm just I couldn't be more more stoked with with what it's sounding like and and I think people are going to I think people are going to really enjoy it. Jake, thank you so so much. And um, best of luck with your new stuff and the club opening in New York City. I suppose a little cheeky question from from us to you, uh, when we're allowed to kind of travel back over to the states and we get to New York, are we welcoming your club and what's it called and how how do we find it? If you yeah, if you come to New York, uh come to the Q Club. It's on uh 8th Avenue and 48th Street and is just a giant uh, fun box of just whatever whatever you're looking for, it's going to be in there. Listen, uh, an absolute honour to meet you, spend some time with you today. Uh, Enjoy your tracks. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for taking your time. All right, have a good one. Lovely. Thank you, sir. See you soon. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.